chaos, disarray, burps, unpreparedness. It is Sports of Dorks. We're coming at you once again. The best Thursday sports show in the world. Only for adults. Viewer discretion advised. Don't be a pussy. Yes, I changed it, but no, I did not change the mentality. That's right. I'm here with my best bud, Schwizzle. What's up, boy? Hey, Bubba. Hey, how's hey, it how going? Hey, how you doing? Oh, uh, good. pretty good. I, I, I'm. Oh, you first. Good. Good. Oh, good. No, I insist. Hey, how, how are you doing there? And how are you, how are you good? I'm I. Sounds good. <clears throat> so, how are you doing though? Seriously. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty decent. Um, it's been a weird day. I mean, dude. I mean, if you want to get into it, we might as well be a little real. I I don't. I lost my bank card today, so that's that's not Still cool. Still found it. Mm-mm. Did you cancel it yet? Nope. Cause it's that weird gray area where it's like I might find it, so if I cancel it, then I have to wait a week. Here's my thing: I'm in such a small area right now, like <laughs> living area. But yeah, this is the Bermuda Triangle. Shit, just like <laughs> it becomes a fugazi. You wonder if it even existed. You're like, was there a debit card the entire fucking time? I mean, you had a pretty big weekend. When's the last time you used it? Uh, Quentin went and got talkies last night, and then we set it on a table, and then. <laughs> Because I was like, you came crash at my place, and you're talking maybe going to crash at Demos, and then like you went to that party on Saturday. It's like, oh, dude, there were so many places you could have lost it. It's like, okay, at least she, at least it's a recent loss. No, you know it's an mean? it's an absolute inside this place, and you know, it's just like very, very like small area that it could be, but yet, the... dude, you're telling me, did Courtney tell you about what happened with Ollie? Um, he no. Literally, he escaped artists out of our house or something, or like somebody went into our house and left key or something. Like literally, uh, I was at work. Uh, her and Bailey were here. They left. Ollie. They remember leaving Ollie inside the house because they remember like uh, saying good boy, like be a good boy or something to him, and closing the door and leaving. And then not only that, when they came back, uh, they I think they were gone. And she got a phone call saying, "Hey, do you own you know this?" And described Ollie, and she was like, "Yeah." Came back. Not only was he out of the house, doors were still locked, but there was poop in an area where it had been obvious that she would have seen it when she had left. Dude, he I, I swear to God, he's a he I think Ollie is like uh is like one of the child's play like voodoo people. Like I think he was a criminal. Like if he flexes all of his muscles, he can go through walls and shit. Maybe because I, <laughs> I, I bet that Ollie because Ollie came from the hood. We all know this. <laughs> yeah. Ollie's no, like, I definitely did not steal him. I paid money like a normal person. Nah, I mean, you know, well, here's the thing. Ollie may be like this cute little like white person looking dog, but Ollie's the hoodest motherfucking like he's like if Holly if, if Holly if Ollie could talk, he would be like, "Hey, what's up, fucker? Hey, what's up, fucker? What's up, babe?" He was definitely raised in a little patch. He's, yo, he's my little my little bean pupper. Yo, dog, fucking shave my head and fucking tattoo it and shit, eh? No, literally, he would he respond to, to Mexican. I had to learn a little bit of Spanish because he would he'd learn the slang and it's like fuck oh dude that's what like, i'm Siente. saying <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just like <laughs> no, that's like fucking portuguese he's like from the favelas he's like <laughs> he's like <laughs> just fucking got fucking dirty pistol in his fucking little little uh doggy diapers no all his hood is fuck um, so I, I always wondered if he was like in a weird situation when he was first owned and, um, like somebody got murked like around him and they did like the child's play, like fucking like 
Chucky thing where they like prayed voodoo style. Oh, he has to, a human soul. He has a human. He has a human <clears throat> criminal soul inside of. Not saying what ethnicity this criminal is, but you could probably tell from the fucking accent. <laughs> it was so fucker. Hey, fuck. Yo, give me a place to fucking shit, eh? You fucking leave me here? I'm going to fucking shit where I know you're going to fucking find it, eh? And I'm going to fucking haunt your fucking dreams, fucker. You're going to take out my teeth, eh? You're going to take out my teeth so I can't have my fucking polo asada? I'm going to fuck you up, eh? I'm going to shit all over your fucking life, eh? God damn it. You better watch where you fucking step, fucker. Because I'm coming out here and I'm about to fucking shit everywhere. <laughs> oh, I love Ollie. Just thinking. Of, is, can, is he around? Can you put him up to the, to the fucking screen so the audience can know exactly what type of dog I want? It, like is making this, is making this voice. Because <laughs> it's going to make it that much better. <laughs> hey, what's up, fuckers? What's up? Welcome to fucking Sports with Dorks, eh? Hey, these guys are fucking nerds. I got, I got a better sports show, eh? How about you give me some fucking pussy, eh? And stop fucking around or I'm going to keep shitting on your fucking stairs, eh? And fuck that little kitty cat you brought in. I If I was a little, if I had my fucking teeth, eh? I would be fucking, I would be fucking that little fucker up, eh? Sorry. He's, he's out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love Ollie. Sorry. That was my tangent. Sorry, I had to go off. I know all these just a little podcast, shit. I yeah. promise. It, it, we will get to the sports eventually, but I mean, you know, hey, got to update each other on the like three days we haven't seen each other. So yeah, now people know I have a cute fucking dog. No I, deal. I lost all access to my bank account, so you know that's great. <laughs> within like three days of seeing you, so that's cool. No, it's there's other good. ways. We're we're good. We can. <laughs> we're good. Uh, all right. You want to get into some sports chat? If you're ready. I am. I got. A, I got a pretty fair amount here. I mean, I've been getting some shit about like my my big news. You know how like uh, what was that that reverse name bullshit with Cam Newton and or Cam and whatever Cam and Mac. Yeah, was, that was hard hitting. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That's what you should expect. That's right. That was. Oh yeah. That's right. I didn't remember that. You know why? Because it was so horrifically bad. I had completely blocked it from my memory. Remember last week how I was like, oh, you're fucking great at pulling up these articles, man. I'm really (laughs) proud of the weight you're pulling on your end with the football stuff. Then you reminded me of that. (laughs) And remember how I said last week that I'm only going to say you're gay? Well, there you go. (laughs) So who else's name? Who else has a silly name in the NFL? Oh, let's do the silly name corner. How about Gase? You know what Gase sounds like? (laughs) Go ahead, buddy. Calvin Ridley, the now number one wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, had some cleanup surgery. Um, you'd get that, I guess. Preemptive surgery. Uh, preemptive? He wasn't even injured? It he was- got clean. It got clean, cleanup surgery. Cleanup surgery is this preemptive surgery. I don't know. I think like, this is a newer thing. This is something I'm not necessarily familiar with. Where was it at on his body? Because I uh, know. His knee? In, okay, so in MMA. I know people get like cleanup in a sense, like mm-hmm. in their elbows like, I got or their shoulders. Pain. I'll get some cleanup knee surgery. Why not? Well, that's where they like get rid of this like fucked up, whatever, whatever it may be. Is it could be chips of bones, you know? Uh, Jock Ray, <laughs> you know, that's actually kind of funny. He did cleanup in his elbow 
And there's like pictures of it, I'm pretty sure. In fact, mm-hmm. if you want to keep going, I could look it up and see if I could find it. But they pulled yeah. out all these pieces of bone from his elbow from yeah, just that's years pretty much what of it wear is, and tear. Like, it's bone fragments. It's literally like what they might have to do with, um, which you should bring up him, Mr. Who's sparring now, like a banana person. Yeah. All right. Let me pull up Jacare and let me pull up Chris Weidman while you yeah, I'll go on that. to some other stuff because it's it's uh more stuff but it's not like big stuff I may need you to hit a drop here in a second go ahead um, I'm, I'm, I'll play producer dude go ahead I'm gonna mute my mic I'm gonna pull up those things play producer let me know if you want me to <coughs> hop in for some input got it okay. uh yeah like I said Calvin Ridley uh got that cleanup knee surgery I'm just worried uh because surgery isn't something you do or should take lightly nobody does and especially somebody this close to training camp would take lightly because you're getting your body cut open. Um, I've only had surgery once, which is <laughs> barely called surgery. I got my fucking wisdom teeth removed, but I guess that's surgery. Uh, but yeah, I just keep an eye on him. If, if he's doing good during training camp, if anything's holding up, if he's like out there, uh, because when it comes to the preseason games, he's not going to be doing many stuff because he's a, he's a starter. So he'll be out there like maybe first half of the first quarter just to get a little bit of the rush off. But um, I yeah, have a little bit. Of in, I have a little bit of input, real quick. <laughs> Wisdom teeth surgery is big boy owies. Okay, so don't don't even play yourself down, dog. You're a big tough guy. You compare yourself to NFL players more. Go on, <laughs> go on. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he got a groin injury. Ah, my groin. Uh, that's that's something to keep an eye on. I uh, that's kind of cool for me. Uh, eh, whatever. Anyway, um, if you can hit that train joint, train drop. Uh, Sean McVay, he's hyping up Cam Akers for the second year uh, possible. <laughs> second year's possible, going to get some slot usage. Um, this is a big, uh, it's a big dig big if you if you go in on him and, and draft him where he's going. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's going in a 12-team draft league. He's going like the, the late second somewhere in there. So it's hefty what you're going to put on him. But there's all these signs points to him actually doing really great with what they're giving him the ability to do. So it's really like it's gambling at one of the higher risk. It's definitely one of those players where it's like you're going to be either really happy or really pissed off. But I mean, they have they signed uh, Stafford, got rid of Goff. I think that's going to be a higher upgrade. Like I've stated before, if Stafford can stay healthy, which usually he fights through his injuries. Um, I think Cam Akers is going to be a person to keep an eye on and might be worth it. Uh, the New York Jets wide receiver Keelan Cole, he was traded to them from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he was really good like three or four seasons ago, I think. He was a guy that I would have on my bench, and if I was like kind of in a fix, I'd put him in on my uh, waiver spot. He, he's one of those barn burner type backs. So uh, he continues to be with the ones. I mean, he knocked Denzel Mims from the ones, and Denzel Mims is a high draft, a high dynasty draft sleeper for a lot of people. So if if this comes to fruition, this is going to be really upsetting to a lot of people playing Dynasty. But, I mean, if you're that listening playing Dynasty, I'd definitely get Keelan Cole as quick as I can. Um, they gave him a $5.5 million contract, if that speaks for anything. Um, I really Damn. like Cole. I've always liked so Keelan Cole. Where, where, I'm sorry. Where is he landing, like, in a in a draft lineup? Or is this is it completely different with, uh, with Fantasy? I'm uncertain where Keelan Cole is going in drafts. I've yet to do a mock pass like this. 12th round and he hasn't been going anywhere in there but again like i said with this recent news of him practicing with the ones he should be going at least in the the the, the 14 15 because this is the jets we're talking about okay okay 
All right, absolutely. Um, Joe Burrow said, surprisingly, he's on track to be uh, ready to start week one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, hopes to be 100% before training camp. Um, I am kind of worried about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if he can be, I just, he, I'm pretty sure he had like an ACL and an MCL tear or something. This is a bit, it's just big injuries and he's a mobile quarterback. So, I mean, it's not like he's going to oh, do shit. bad. I think it's just going to, going to keep him a little bit more stable. He's not going to be as, as, uh, do you think productive? So, so you're saying he's projected to like be playing by the beginning of the season or I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I put know. a bid that he probably wouldn't be hundred percent till like week two, week three. <laughs> I mean, and I still kind of stick with that. I mean, a lot of these players kind of talk through their teeth a little bit. Well, do you want to go? I mean, maybe here's the thing: maybe he does play, but then does that mean is he is he viable in by the playoff time? You know, if he's if he's <laughs> rushing going back in, or you know, that's all. And I, I have no That's clue. That's where toughness of, comes into play. A lot of these players are able to fight through it all the way through a season. They just think it's only 16 games and then I make it to, or 17 games. Now it's 18. And then I got to make it to fucking um, playoffs, which I mean, if you don't get a bye week, you're playing all the way through it. That's like what? 21 weeks. I think now it's like, uh, shit. It's a I lot mean, of fucking weeks. I kind of understand that mentality. It's I I understand that where you're like, okay, I just have it's to like be 23, healthy. 23, 24 weeks now. Holy for shit. this time, yeah. But man, it's brutal because it's weekly. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing is like I think about these UFC fighters, and there's a reason like the commissions after you have a fight, it's usually like at least a ninety day like mm-hmm. suspension, especially Unlike if it's that like one a tough fighter fight. who fought what like eight days ago. I mean, and then fought again. Yeah, I mean that that happens especially if they're like injury free. That's like a big thing, you know. Somebody doesn't really take a lot of damage, and then you know they're able to get a commission to pass it. That's a that's been a thing, you know, for sure. Especially around this COVID time, there's been a lot of people stepping up like that. But it it, it is a thing where it's like I look at the NFL in a different light, where I'm like, wow. Especially you know, you're not. I mean, do you think every player takes a a hard a really, really hard hit every game, like that's going to be Depending fucking on the like, position. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're talking running back, yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially, like even, even like the third strings are going to take a hard hit. Probably mm. like every game. It all, yeah. Linemen, defensive linemen for sure, because they're just pushing and throwing each other. And sometimes you get pancake. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes like, you get stepped on. Other times there's players that will like, will personally like purposefully step on your hands because they know it's cold out today. And that's going to really fucking hurt. Yeah, I mean we've been we we've already been over some psychopaths before, so it, it you know it it's a very I understand the mentality, especially because they're super athletes, especially because they're mm-hmm. they're bad motherfuckers and they're tough as shit. But you know that catches up, and you know there's a reason why, especially like combat sports, which I know the NFL isn't considered a combat sport, but it's about as close as you Should can be. fucking get. You can fucking get. You know, it's a mm-hmm. contact sport, but. It's it's fucking it's it's mini war simulations. So it's pretty fucking um, the way my grandpa would say it. It's out there bashing your bodies against each other. Yeah, man. So I I, I don't know. That's interesting. I'm going to be looking out for that injury watch injury watch 2021. If he does good. I mean, the whole Bengals, that's a whole like that's a team to keep an eye on and be good. because There's so many like I mean, I'm going to talk about this a little later. I don't like coaching. Coaching's been garbage for a long time. They just keep getting more and more garbage ass people. It's like, why did you get that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah 
Uh, did you get that one drop, the sucks cocks and dicks? Which one? Sucking dick and kicking ass? No, the sucks cocks and dicks from uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. I don't you think I did. Drop, did you? No, I don't. No, you didn't? No, no. You know, when I play this drop, we get demonetized. Yeah, well, don't let them play all the way through. Stop it. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter because we don't have any views. But the last episode I did, I was like blatantly like, fuck getting demonetized. I don't give a shit. I'm playing the Elden Ring trailer. I'm playing the fucking all these E3 trailers. Oh, Take geez. my money, Bandai Namco. I'm playing full licensed Nintendo songs. I'm playing fucking John Williams fucking Olympics Olympic fanfare song in the intro. I literally just was like, fuck it. I'm going back to old school glob topics because I don't give a fuck about copyrights. Guess what? Last episode, no copyright. I wonder who owns this song. Well, you might as well stop this. Who gives a fuck? We, we, you know, what? They're going to demonetize all 20 of my views? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to take away my YouTube check. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm never going to pay my mortgage. I, I can't even live without my YouTube views uh, being monetized. But anyway, there's supposed to be a drop here that sucks Dixie uh, uh, Cox to reference how shitty Matt Nagy is. I know it's for the Cowboys, but it's for everybody. That's right. He's not kicking ass. He's not kicking ass. He's no, doing, I know. He's yeah. doing bad stuff. You're right. Makes I, me grunts. I don't have any. He came out and said, there's no way Justin Fields will start in week one. Uh, Andy Dalton is our starter. Justin is uh, the number two. And we are going to stick to that plan uh, because you got to trust the plan. But you do have that Oof. drop. But you do have that drop. I got a plan. This is a good one. Old Dutch, huh? Old Dutch got a plan. Listen, this time it's going to be different, y'all. This time, look, y'all, we just got to pack everything up, go to the next city, and then we're going to win the next week. I promise you, everything's going to be different. We got a new quarterback this year, and everything's going to change. But (laughs) Dutch, we've already packed up every time we've got a new quarterback. (laughs) But... uh, This is a good one. (laughs) Okay, Dutch, I guess I'm going to put on my bangle gear. (laughs) Uh, In other news, um, Raider Darren Waller came out and said, uh, boo, boo, Raiders, boo. No, I, as much as I want to, I know, the Raiders, no, sorry. I love Darren Waller. Hey, no, he's got an amazing story. That's he's why like I didn't go. You gotta, that's why I didn't go hard. That's why I didn't go hard. You just said Raiders, so I had to just boo, boo, Raiders. Anytime I hear it, boo, little boo. <clears throat> Anyways, go on. Um, not after the, let's see here. Justin Waller caught 107 passes in the 2020 season, eclipsing the uh, previous record by Hall of Famer Tim Brown with 104 receptions. Damn. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a big fucking Damn. We're talking Hall of, num- Hall of Fame numbers. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like people say, uh, rent is due every day. I still have to show up to work just as hard to put myself in positions because I can still control the result at the end of the day. I still can't control a lot of things, but I can always control my effort, my preparation, and my attitude. Those are things I try to control. Me being somebody the team wants to look to as a leader with this franchise, I want to display <clears throat> qualities that are admirable and that young players can look at and see like, okay, he's really doing it. 
he's really walking the walk. He's not just talking it like the rest on his uh, and resting on his laurels. Uh, if you're not familiar, he battled with heavy yeah. addiction um, and was sleeping in his car, uh, had Damn. heavy alcoholism. Um, he went to drug recovery, came out, uh, was signed by, I believe, the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. And then he was signed to the Raiders in November 26th of 2018. Uh, he was stated saying, I feel like uh, they're giving back because um, he, he's uh, – big in like giving back to the community and stuff he's like for me i feel like the giving back component really keeps me sharp because i know that this is uh the greatest feeling that i can feel to help somebody else or be impactful in somebody else's community or spiritual influence Hell yeah. so i really want to do that and just by staying on top of my routine meditating praying and writing in my journal still going to meetings still just doing what i have do- what i have been doing it's keeping him uh, built up and ready to go because this this is a guy that like literally was Dude, hell yeah! One I, of the, you, I literally could end up love on the street. that. I I literally love that. I I that I I love that shit. You know, I may be a, like a dipshit that's like, oh, I fucking smoke weed, fucking you know, fucking dab nails in the background, you know. But um, I like. I think his addiction and ha- and having that chase gave him the because he took that because you know when people they they do heroin the first time it's like okay you do this euphoric feeling blah 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 blah. And then the second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, et cetera, is just trying to get that first feeling. You never get it. And that's where the term chasing the dragon comes from. You know what I mean? Well, one thing but, I uh, think that I, is being talked about but isn't talked about enough is uh, prescription opioid abuse in professional sports. Can you bring me a beer? Oh, that was a really that was quiet. Nobody heard that. Anyways, uh, can you bring me a beer? There we go. Um, so but. Uh, pres- talk up into the mic so you he can hear me. Yeah. Uh, girls ruin your podcast again. Girls ruin podcasts. 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 Ah, ah, the crowd goes wild. And then you cry like a bitch. And then you like a bitch. Cry like a bitch. Boys podcast. Boys podcast. Boys podcast. No blow jobs. No blow jobs. No. Sorry. All right. Anyways, what I was trying to say before a girl stepped in and made me get all hype was um, I have a lot of love for people that go through addiction recovery stuff because uh, that's near and dear to my heart and I love that shit. Um, sorry. Don't mean to don't mean to pull an Isaiah and make it about me. No, you're good. No, that's that's exactly where I'm at with him. He's he's one of those stories that a lot of people I think should look to and like like I said earlier, take that like whatever from like I was saying with that chase the dragon thing. I think he took that chase for trying to be like just as high as he was and turned it into just being better and better and better and better than he was the last game. And he's doing that. Uh, Absolutely. When questioned, so how does he combat more defensive attention? Uh, because he's pretty much gonna be the number one target. Like He's it's like if you're either going to give it to Josh Jacobs, you're going to pass it to Kenyon Drake now or hand it off to him, whatever they end up doing with that. Fucking I, was about old to say, I, thought, I thought the Raiders were kind of stacked in the field. They have Waller. They have fucking broken wide receiver one uh, wide receivers that haven't come to fruition yet with like Henry Ruggs and the other guy. They literally just got a dude from the Eagles uh, who was their number one, hated the offense, talked mad shit and then left. But oh, my God. Best wide receiver. Why has everybody been name. so hard dick on the fucking Raiders then? 
<laughs> Thank you. Boo, boo. Besides that guy who's super awesome. Boo, Raiders suck. But anyway, boo. Nobody anyway, likes the Raiders. If you like the Raiders, asked, it's a so fucking joke. How does he combat more defensive attention? In response, he says, "It's watching even more tape. I can get my eyes and hands on. Just look at any little thing I can do to improve my game. The smallest details. I'm just really diving in deeper than I ever have before, and realizing that if I want to continue to have a successful career, the step in doing so are infinite." There's never a chance for me to kick back and just cruise on autopilot. I have always made, uh, I always have to make sure that the same work ethic I came in with, uh, with the first team claim me, I have to continue my approach uh, to the game with the sense of urgency. So he, he's got that nonstop mentality. Like I was just saying, I think he's, he's one of those dudes. He's going in like the, the third ish rounds. And he's deservedly. So you're walking out with a tight end and, a, and no, either you do two RBs or two wide receivers because, Never, ever in the history of ever should you draft a good quarterback and a good tight end in this top six rounds. Bad really? idea. Yeah, because there's Bad enough idea. to go around. There's plenty. And it's, mm. it's not about there's plenty. It's just once you get past those, there, there's six, I think five, maybe there's because uh, you might be able to. So, yeah, I'd say there's six tight ends. Once those tight ends are done, it's like there's no point in wasting those picks. On a maybe tight end, there's good running backs there. They're not okay running backs there. There's really good fucking uh, wide receivers there. There's okay and like possibly good tight ends and, and uh, quarterbacks there that you shouldn't waste that pick on because just keep filling out your depth because injuries are going to happen. Like we are, we already talked about how many <laughs> how many running backs the 49ers have right now. Yeah, you wish you could just like you could just draft one stud muffin in each position and be like, this guy's going to ride me out a whole season. That's just unrealistic. <laughs> no. So I understand what you're saying. So yeah. yeah. When you have tighter or, or uh, Darren Waller in your tight end position and you go in and you're, you're like, okay, wow. I kind of have, let's say good running backs and kind of a shitty wide receiver and I have Darren Waller. Then you start week one is like, Oh, that's not my tight, my wide receiver one. My wide receiver one's Darren Waller. Well, this guy has some garbo tight end that's he got in the fourth, fifth round. It's like, that's not going to help anybody or do anything for anybody. But, um, yeah, he's somebody to look out for. Um, Portland Sutton, he uh, won't start camp on the pup list, so that's good. He's coming back from his injury pretty efficiently. It'd just be really cool if he had a quarterback to throw him the ball. He's a wide receiver for the Broncos, for people that don't know. Johnu Smith um, didn't finish practice with what looked like a hamstring injury in a rain-soaked practice. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. Why are you practicing in a rain? I was just about practice? to say it, that, that seems uh, kind of negligent, little yeah. little antsy. It's just men being men, being like, oh, because I like to play in the rain personally. But I'm in or I'm from Oregon. It's always rains. You also get don't get paid millions play. of dollars to play the game, so maybe yeah, like for fun. maybe you just hit your like multi million dollar gym that belongs to your team, and you know <laughs> do some indoor activities for the day. <laughs> Call it a rain. Call it. Uh, you know what you could do. Call it a rain day. You know, rain check. You know that that they usually <clears throat> they made up that term for a reason. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it's for baseball. It's not just for baseball. Well, it doesn't um, matter, dude. There, there's a reason they don't play outside because you don't want to sprain your ankle, <laughs> your hamstring. Go on. Eagles signed an ex. 49ers quarterback and go Nick birds. Mullins. Um, when it came to sorry, sorry, I said, of, I said, I said, I said, go birds right over the name. Go ahead, one more time. 
Eagles signed ex 49ers quarterback Nick Mullins. Ooh. Go Birds. There you go. Wait, what's his name? Um, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins? Yeah. Like N I C K M U L L E N S? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Dude. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna get. I'm. <laughs> I know the thumbnail right now. I'm getting that fucking player, and I'm putting Nick Mullen's face on him. You know my Nick Mullen, the cum boy. <laughs> you know, fucking from Cumtown, Nick Mullen. How? You know, I wish I did the football segments because I would have seen this and I would be like, "Oh my god, there's a guy in the NFL named Nick Mullins. Holy shit! Oh, fucking send it to fucking lose Jay Gomez. Oh my god." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my impression of the. I would like to give that signing the um, mediocre signing of the week. Now that you've gone on that long tangent about Mister No Navy, No Nobody Nick Mullins that started for the 49ers a couple times when they had some injury plaguings at the QB position. So what? Wait, what's wrong with Mister Nick Mullins? He's trash. How dare you? How so? He's trash rolled in cabbage. So trash cabbage. How dare you? He smells when you eat him. Nuh uh. <laughs> so, um, enough about Nick Mullins. Wait. Wait. No, no, no. You have to. We have. Well, well, maybe he could be a good player. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe he has an opportunity and we could talk about him for another one second. Are you sure Mr. Nick Mullins isn't trash? See, you don't get it, Isaiah. Yeah, I have to point this way. But the cum boys will get it. Home uh, uh, improvement? Hell yeah, bro. Listen to Cum Town, baby. No, I will not listen to your mom's house. I don't want to listen to it. Are you promoting other podcasts in our podcast? Ooh, I wish I was in Calm Town. I don't even want to do this shit. <laughs> this man. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was fun. Sorry, bro. You know, hey. Are you back? Are, are you back? Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was so... <laughs> sabotaging the podcast okay i should you know what i should do i should just go back to the soundboard and let you talk about foosball nick mullen's trash you're right he's ending up in the pot you know what he's the most trash he's the most trash player we talked about but guess what he's in the thumbnail you sir get into the best sports podcast thumbnail on the planet just because of your fucking name so feel grateful and go, sub- man, so and, and go subscribe to the come town patreon because the come boys let's go anyways go ahead anyway on to chris long chris long was on a podcast called tom talks and he said nick Foles has uh you know nick Foles. Nick, nick he, nick he came in and um he replaced the um that quarterback for the uh, philadelphia eagles uh what's his fucking name fucking ginger bitch anyway he's not good 
Mark Sanchez. Chris Carson. Chris Carson or Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Save his life. Anyway, he he injured himself, and then Big Dick Nick took the fucking reins. Um. Anyway, uh, won a Super Bowl through a fucking an impossible fucking uh impossible throw catch fucking thing. But they yeah. did this on like the sports analytics thing. There was literally like a less than ten percent chance of this play to actually work out. But Alshon Jeffrey is a man, and Big Dick Nick is a bigger man. Yeah, I so remember Chris when Long said <clears throat> that Nick Foles. I remember when EDP was crying. Anyways, go ahead. Through the Super Bowl winning pass with his enormous dong. Yes, this in fact caused the NFL to make a rule making it illegal to throw with your third arm. Whoa. Nick Foles is packing straight heat. He oh. has to roll it up to get into his jock strap. That is not a lie. Um, his Stop. dick is so enormous. It is a baby arm's baby arm. You know what? I'm fuck I'm sick of this hate. As a man with a giant penis myself, fact, I I I'm 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 outraged. I'm outraged. Show me how it fucks. I mean, I'm it's cold in this room right now. Anyway, so but as a man with a certified fact, gigantic penis, this is this is an atrocity. This is an atrocity. This is a hate. Beloved comedian Brad Williams is said to have used it as a scarf when cold once. Wow. Well, you know, oh, yes, that's right. This is, the, I heard about this man. It wrapped around twice. I don't know anything about football, and I heard about this man's penis from probably Tom Segura-related affairs, but it doesn't matter. This man has been hate-crimed by the NFL. I want justice for this man's penis. For If he would play baseball, he would swing with his enormous cock and hit home runs. I, and And as he should be. You know, just like that Australian cyborg that murdered his wife from the Olympics, this man should be able to throw footballs with his penis, beat up people with his penis in MMA. He could be the heavyweight champion, you know, for all we know, if there yeah. wasn't so much discrimination on giant penises. He could probably hung up, hold the ring girl up on his erect penis. She could just sit on it. We're probably on it right now. Around. We're probably yeah. on it right now. We this just isn't don't. the world. This is a giant round cock. He is Atlas. His penis is Atlas. And yes, the world is being held up by his by his gigantic dong. Anyway, back to reality. Um, Cam Newton is back on the field. Uh, he'll be back for minicamp. So, obviously, the injury was just a little worried. And they were practicing with their third down guy for mm, no real reason. Anyway, it's I mean, a mess. Better safe it's than sorry. It's a mess over there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, no threat coming from them. I bet you wish you had Tom Brady. <laughs> the demonetized go ahead <laughs> jameson crowder's uh is restructures for his contract for less money to stay with the jets um jameson crowder's been in the nfl for a long fucking time it feels like but he really hasn't i think he's only been in the nfl for like four years but it feels like he came in as a veteran play because he came in i think was a white uh, uh first or second overall pick for the then washington redskins and played there for like three, four seasons with nobody quarterbacks. And then when they finally got an okay quarterback now, I think two seasons ago, they traded him. Jeez Louise, pepper cheese. I think this would be his second year. Um, Stefan Gilmore, the cornerback for the uh, New England Patriots, he has asked for a restructure to get more money because uh, not last season because he finished it off on, I think, ACL tear. Bad injury, bad injury. He's an older cornerback. Um so he wait, wants more money. But the, the season before older? that, he was defensive player of the season. Oh, defensive player of the year. Like this oh. is this is he deserved. 
he deservedly so should get more money, but probably last year he should have asked for it, not injury last year. Yeah, but here's it. the thing. But the possible landing spots because he's probably gonna get traded. As as his advocate real quick, as his advocate mm-hmm. on why he should get paid a good amount, if he was the defensive player of the year and he had an injury last year and he wasn't here, he's been able to rehab for a whole year and he potentially has one more mm-hmm. defensive player of the year performance left in his career. And is what is the, what what the, is the that year worth? he was defensive player of the year? I'm sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. I had the New England Patriots and they won me that season pretty much. What is it worth? What I'm just saying. It's what? worth it. Pay that man is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yes, so. he's older. Yes, he's aging. Yes, he's off injury. But I mean, get, uh, unless he's asking for an incredibly large, stupid amount of a bag, he's deservedly should get more money. Like, who are you paying right now? Cam Newton? I mean, well, we discussed this last week. There seems to not always just be a bag issue that's involved, but it's almost like an ownership ego issue. You no, know for sure. I mean? They have a, they ha- they have that there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's literally like with the Packers not doing big, big trades. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's for sure going to probably end up either with the Arizona Cardinals, Dallas Cowboys, Las Vegas Raiders, or the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so Go ahead. Sorry, you said it and you, you didn't give me any time, so I just made it quick. Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys is probably where he's going to land. I don't want to say that, but that's probably where he's going to land. I think he got the most money. Let it ride. Go ahead. I would love them. I would love for him to go to Seattle. Um, Las Vegas makes sense too to keep up that fucking defense. All these and Arizona too. Ever since uh, the Cardinals, ever since they had that uh, Patrick Peterson kind of go downhill. So what you're saying is they plug and play, tackle. baby. It's a plug and play scenario. Any defense could probably benefit pretty well. And who will give me more money? I thought you said he doesn't get to make that decision. No, it's it's they're gonna pick up his contract, and then once he comes there, he's gonna be. Same thing. It's like, okay, now my contract over there is going to be over here. I want more money. Worth it. Yeah, it's literally like taking a house and, and rather than having to kick the tenants out, sell the house and having the new t- new owner have to kick the tenants out. Hey, I thought the NFL was a nonprofit, bro. Isn't it just, isn't it just fun money? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> just pay them. It's all nonprofit, right? God damn it. Give me that train drop. I apologize, that's, I apologize if that's the quietest train drop in the history of train drops. I don't but think I it will be. I did not want you to derail whatever you were doing if it is important or driving heavy machinery. That's a good point. You know what? Even if it is quiet in the audio in the very end, because on my end, it sounds good. And this is the audio we use is the audio from this fucking thing's SD card. So whatever it sounds like on the Zoom, it is what it is. But on this end, it sounds decent. And it's probably better for... To not have loud train horn sounds going on in a, in a me- audio medium that happens was- while people drive a lot. So go ahead. Um, Melvin Gordon may and possibly could lose his job to Javante Williams. Oh, uh, shit. Because, yeah, he's not showing up and he hasn't been there. And if you're not there, you can't exactly win a job. So hype train around that. Trey Sermon or Javante Williams uh, on to the next person. Trey Sermon of the 49ers. He's kind of ahead of the curve. Woo. Um, I can't tell. Well, okay. Back on that Melvin Gordon thing. People brought that up because like, this is, like I said, what we're doing right now. 
off season, you're kind of trying to look for any type of hype, any type of news you can. This is news from the beat reporter. He could have just noticed that Melvin Gordon is not there and he's just taking advantage, just writing a bucket. A yeah, piece. but I mean, Melvin not- Gordon went on the field, did good, did do good last season. So, I mean, it's not like a person is for sure out of his job, but I mean, he's been on a constant downhill since four seasons ago. Seems like a lot of guys are trying to go play for the Hawaiians. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, Trey Sermon of the 49ers, like I said, <sighs> if he does start, which I mean, Right now, he's the starter because all the other quarterbacks are injured or having some sort of cleanup surgery because that's a thing we do. Um, 49er backfield is so depleted. The way I look at them, if you get one that's that's healthy, I you're looking at a, at a running back for three to six weeks before you're not going to want him because he's injured and you're going to want the other one. So either muddy up your fucking your 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 roster with three to four of these could be good at some point and will be good at some point running backs or you just kind of like get one once he's out kind of like take the hit throw him on the 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 IR spot and then you know hope you have some other type of shit off the waiver wire or off your your bench to fill on that hole. Um, it's, Absolutely, it's, it's it's just gambling. Yeah, I've kind of been noticing that with uh, with fantasy because I'm used to sports betting kind of being a gamble, but a calculated gamble. And fantasy mm-hmm. is that to the nth degree, but especially with, more with injuries, though, that's pieces, the yeah. ultimate variable. And then there's also the part where coaches and players will yeah. lay down their injuries and are like, no, dude, I'm good to play. Like, let's say, for instance, Keenan Allen last season, when he literally treated, tweeted out. You will be upset if you sit me. Oof. And then didn't play. Yikes. Did I mention he was a late game? So if you had your other people. So let's be in fantasy. I don't know if you know this, but in fantasy football, if you have a player who was supposed to play, let's say, in the 10 a.m. game, the 1 p.m. game, if they play and you don't have them in your starting lineup, they're there in your bench spot. You can't because, I mean, obviously, then you would just select whoever your highest scoring person is and plug them in. Like, it avoids that. It's like, that was your decision. That's Absolutely. what you made. Absolutely. Keenan Allen fucked a lot of people over that day. Jeez. I was just about to say, if you me how many then- hype boys were like, fucking got him, dude. My prayers are safe, dude. And just fucking just got bodied. All right. Where are you at, um, sir? Joe Mixon. Um, he said to Zach Taylor, another guy pisses me off. I fucking hate the goddamn coaching system over there in Cincinnati. Um, uh, this is where I would like another suck dicks and cocks drop, but we don't have that. Joe Mixon so, to share third down. Wait, hold snaps. on. Let me see if I can get the, get the timing right. There you go. That's there it. Go. That's all they get. Yep. Joe Mixon to share third down snaps. That just muddies up the fucking the, the potential of that backfield and what I hope to see from the prosperity of it when it comes to that backfield. Uh, again, uh, I think today uh, Joe Burrow came out saying how great T Higgins has done in terms of his, his getting, he's cut weight. He's gotten more better in his route running. He's understanding the plays better. He's putting in the effort. So as much as I had written him off, he's might be a guy that you're going to look at and be like, well, if Joe Burrow stays healthy. If fucking Joe Mixon does some shit, if fucking this, that, and the other thing happens, you know, want to, want to add that a little bit a of cushion, that can pull it off a little bit of depth. Okay. All right. Okay. I see you. And um, first and finally, um, 
the Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks has come out and said, I don't want to talk about it. He's come out and said, Rashad Penny, um, no fucking surprise here, is uh, dealing with an injury and had some cleanup surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's cool. And I say I was crying like a bitch. Crying like a bitch. Yeah, no, I, I, for real, uh, uh, crying like a bitch about it. Um, that's tough, bro. I'm, I'm going to have Jay call you here in a second for the call in. Absolutely. Uh, and to polish it off, the other backup running back that is behind Chris Carson also was off the field with another injury. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's get this call going. Cause I'm fucking crying. All great. right. Yep. Um, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. I got the. So what we have going on here is uh, hopefully this will be a uh, reoccurring theme, especially once the season kicks off. This is kind of like a little test drive. I think this is the first call in on Glob Topics history too. First call in in Glob Topics history. We will let him know that he's that he's making history. This is pretty fucking cool. Uh, anyway, oh, perfect we're timing. Couple- Literally perfect timing. You calling? Yep. Hold up. Fuck yeah. Hold up, buddy. Let me get you hooked up. Hold on. All right. Go ahead and take over. Good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're just going to ask him a couple keep trade cuts, um, you know, talk some shit to him, ask him how he's doing, what he's thinking of the season. My long lost brother. Oh, shit. There he is. OK. Oh, All right. Is. Welcome to Glob Top or not Glob Topic. Sorry to say that. Sports with dorks. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name's Jacob, bro. Biggest fan. <laughs> I love you guys, bro. Wow. Jacob, welcome <laughs> in. We're going to send you a mug. A Sports with Dorks penis mug going your way. It's going to come broken. I love it. I know you guys well got big rock. dicks, so Woo! keep those big dicks, big dicks, all right? How'd you know we were talking about having giant penises? <laughs> <laughs> because I know big like... penises when I hear them, okay? <laughs> yes, hell yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing, doggy? Does everything How's sound good to tonight? everybody? Like, can everybody hear each other? This is the first time we've ever done this. So, yeah, can you hear me, man? It's fucking badass, man. I'm glad to be here. You can, can hear, you, hear me? you can hear Isaiah. Yeah. Wait. Fuck yeah, dude. Zayas, talk. Uh, yeah, I'm talking right now. No, I can't hear him, bro. What? Oh uh. no. Oh no. Oh man, hold on. How are we gonna fix this? Oh geez. Well, this is this is an issue because uh, <laughs> I have Isaiah going through, and I can hear Isaiah. But it's supposed to fucking mix everything together. Can't do this without a hype, man. I know, dude. What is going on right now? Oh boy, dude. doing this live is 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 definitely a problem, Isaiah. Because Isaiah can hear me, and I can hear Jacob. Hey, I definitely didn't try Fucking to start Isaiah this hear off. me. Isaiah, can, can you hear? I for sure can hear Jacob. Yes, I can. So he I mean, can he case, can hear can... you, and but you can't hear Isaiah. Oh, yeah, what the weird. fuck? What is man. happening right now? Wait, hold on. Let me try to turn up Isaiah a little bit. Isaiah, keep going. Say something. Um, hello, hello, hi. How are you doing? I'm ready to go. Nah, How man. about you? What? Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my god! What are we gonna do? Okay, you know what? This may be even better. How about you? Okay, I'll translate. I'll translate. Yes. Isaiah, yes. and go we'll ahead. Fix the kinks out. Yeah. Okay, so I got to keep the kinks for this man. Okay, Isaiah says he's gay and that he's always yep. been that way his entire yes. life. Only yeah. for DK Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Only, yeah. But only you know, for that's DK how we Metcalf. Work through. 
no but okay so okay so J- jacob how's it going man how how are you feeling about like the upcoming uh fantasy league that we're about to fucking hop into dude i feel like my detroit lions are gonna kill it this year kings of the north Kings of the no- oh dude, okay I mean I think uh me and Isaiah That's need to start bull talk for one night man I, I'll definitely say that oh I can't play my fucking drops right now no I'll just be the drop boy right now Isaiah's saying it's bull talk for one eyed fat man I mean I've been talking a healthy <laughs> amount of shit about the Detroit Lions this year what what's giving you faith and confidence in the Detroit Lions the running backs bro you got Jamal Williams from the Green Bay Packers. You got DeAndre Swift. And then you got Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl. Matthew okay. Stafford's never been to a Super Bowl. Okay. He's not That's a window fair. licker like people think. He's actually a really good <laughs> fucking quarterback. Isaiah seems to, seems to look, has a has a look on his face like he's eating his words right now, and he's and he's speechless. Speechless. You don't I think will he say I'm a little worried about Devontae from McVay trading him. He's got a huge fucking chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. And, you know, mentalities mean a lot more than than stats and numbers, Isaiah. What do you have to say to that? Because he was saying something about Devontae Williams. When it comes to when it comes to the backfield there, um, I'm not worried too much uh, he, he's, in terms of the NFL productivity. He's saying when it comes to the backfield there, he's not worried too much when it comes to the NFL pro, uh, NFL productivity. Is that correct, Isaiah? Yes, but I am worried about the fantasy productivity. I do not want Swift. I do not want Williams. Okay. I do not think they will produce numbers you're going to be enjoy starting with. He he's conceding to the idea that it it may you, maybe you're correct in uh, NFL you know uh, positivity, but maybe not in fantasy positivity. It may not translate into positive fantasy numbers. Just watch, bro. Just watch. Aaron Rodgers ain't there. We're going to fucking kill it this year. All we got to worry about is Justin Fields. And he's a rookie. That's all we got to worry about. If Justin Fields is there, Matt Knight is a fucking idiot. He said, if Justin Justin Fields is there, Matt Knight is a fucking idiot. You're going to be playing against the fucking broken rocket. He's going to literally go out there with injuries, and then they'll be like, no. I feel weird going back and forth like this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I got to keep trade cut to this guy. Uh, So he's going to keep a player. He's going to trade a player, which means if you keep him, you're going to want to keep the best player for yourself. They're going to take it this year. No more shit is going to be fucking shit on. Okay, the Lions. Okay. Okay. So, what were you saying? What were you saying, Isaiah? Real quick. Tell him I got to keep trade cut for. Uh, keep trade cut for. Is that what you said? You're going to want to keep the best player. You're going to want to trade the player you want second most, obviously, but think you can get the highest value for. And you're going to cut the last guy. Okay, Isaiah. God damn it, bro. All right, one more time, bro. One more time. Just give that you're to gonna me in chunks because I'm translating. Player. Keep the oh, so, all right. So the goal is you're gonna want to keep the best player. You're gonna want to trade the second best player. Trade the second best okay. player and cut the third best player. Cut okay. the third best player. All right, Isaiah. We got Darren Waller, tight end of the Las Vegas Rams. We have Darren Wallard, tight end of the Las Vegas Rams. Chris Carson, running back of the Seattle Wait, Seahawks. He's a Ram now. He's a Ram now. Is it Rams? I said Raiders. Las I Vegas. Oh, maybe I said maybe maybe I feel like you said Rams. Maybe I probably did say Rams. Because he meant to say Raiders. Rams, he like meant to say Raiders. Hey. And hey. so I'm a uh, retard. Yeah. No. He's he's an idiot. And if I had the yep. drops, I'd be playing the curb. Yeah. What the fuck, Isaiah? You know the best part is Isaiah can hear you, so you can talk all the shit you want, and he he, he really just and 
when it comes down to the podcast, he can rebuttal, but you just can You're act like he's to not. Become si- some fucking sort of Jesus with his fucking NFL shit. What the fuck no. you doing, bud? No. I am NFL Jesus. He's, There's just 32 teams. He's saying he is. He's absolutely not. I have a drinking not. problem. He absolutely does have a drinking problem. And that's what he just admitted, and that's all that really matters. So <laughs> as he chugs his drink. So you, so Darren well, Waller. all in the boat, huh? Absolutely. I- <laughs> I know this guy's making me into a fucking alcoholic. I hang out with him and I'm like leaving like Nico Bellic from Grand Theft Auto 4. Just like, oh, I guess I, I made you feel like an alcoholic. You're the one that told me you don't drink every day. And I looked at you like, sometimes I think don't. that's you my don't. life, Dan. Okay. This is me. I was like, hey, you really, you really don't drink every day? Like, you're not just fucking with me right I know. Now? Isaiah, was, Isaiah was flabbergasted when I told him that uh, I wasn't, um, that I don't drink every day. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It is what it is. So Darren. Okay, Waller, so Darren Waller, tight end of the Las Vegas Raiders. Tight end no of the longer, Las Vegas. No Ra- longer the Oakland Raiders. Las Vegas Chris Raiders. Chris Carson, running back of the Seattle Seahawks. Just like repeat it right as I'm saying. Chris Carson, running back of the Seattle Seahawks. Terry McLaren, wide receiver of the Terry, Washington Football Team. Terry McLaren, uh, wide receiver of the Washington Football Team. I can't say it at the same time as you, Isaiah, because Terry, it's gonna sound it's gonna sound yes. aw- uh, scary. Terry, it's gonna sound awful during the podcast, like okay. actual I audio. Bet. So no worries, I'll do my best, but it's not like I'm like doing sign language right I'll here. do a, okay. So I'll do I a pause after I want you like down. Who I'm keeping? Who I'm afraid do right it. now? Okay. All right. All right. He said, "Do it." What is it? All right. Do it. All right. Keep Darren Waller. Okay. You fucking cut uh, Chris Carson. Ooh, Isaiah shaking and, his head. Is that is that then, a shake or not, Isaiah? And then what's the last <sighs> one you said? Trade away, right? Uh, Scary Terry, right? You said? Mm-hmm. Trade, 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 right there. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, Isaiah? Yeah, that's probably the way to go. As that's much the way as to go. Agree. I, you know what? Isaiah's been trying to talk shit on you this whole time, and you keep just rubbing it in his face and he can't do anything about I talk it zero shit because i have man. <laughs> that's great i got my shit down dog <laughs> i got one last more year was so disappointing in fantasy i had to step up my fucking game big time i mean it's okay it's all learning it's all learning i'm worried because i'm the new dog in town i've been talking a lot of shit talking myself up but if i'm going to be completely honest with both of you guys right now because i'm the i'm the medium in between everybody it's uh i'm i'm shaking in my boots (laughs) he's like i'm about to literally light 75 dollars on fire (laughs) yeah exactly i'm i don't i literally feel like i'm flushing it down the toilet but it is what it is you know i'm gonna wait did isaiah agree with me Isaiah agreed with you full heartedly and he had to swallow his yeah. words. Yeah, he yeah. said yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Ding, Darren ding, Waller ding, is ding, a man. Ding, ding. We have after, a winner. Like, we have a winner. Winner Jeopardy right here, motherfucker. <laughs> and you're going to get a Sports One with more. Dorks poster. One more correct answer and he gets a fucking a Sports with Dorks poster. About- <laughs> yeah we're just gonna start making one-off merch it costs us way more money than it's ever worth but you know what we're doing it for our fans because we love our fans if he gets the yes, next sir, one right you get a sports one. Dorks beer cozy. Uh, grow. grow. absolutely bro absolutely i mean i really wish that the fucking audio wasn't wasn't all fucked up right now i don't know what i could do i'm gonna have to look this up on youtube but it was it was our first go around i mean when it comes down to it it's not going to be the worst because I can hear everybody. That means that the that what if we it's invited him on the there. Zoom call? 
Yeah, we okay. could definitely invite him in on the Zoom call. I mean, but no, wait, hold up. Oh, if we do th- if we do three-way Zoom calls, then I have to start paying for Zoom Premium. This is stuff we can Ooh, talk let's about. Let's fucking do it. Dude, that is the move, okay. though. That's what I've been thinking okay. about. Because anyway. then, then we can save. Hold up real quick. So, because now you got me on the tangent. Once we, I'm sorry, I'm talking with Isaiah right now. Uh, once we get the Zoom thing going, then uh, the premium, then we can start saving it in high quality and we could have like 100 people in, which that's way too yes. many, but we could have like all the boys in. How much is sick. the premium? They're all like, paid for half, doesn't matter. Anyway, let's move to the next pick trade cut because it's something we should talk about. All right, pick trade cut number, number two. Isaiah's going. Wide receiver Adam Thielen. Wide receiver uh, Adam what? Adam Thielen. Keelan? Thielen. Thielen. Sorry, Adam. Thielen. Wide receiver. Thielen. Thielen. Wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. All right, wide receiver of the Minnesota Vikings. DJ Moore, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. DJ Moore, wide receiver of the Carolina Panthers. Or Robert Woods, wide receiver of the LA Rams. Or Robert Woods, wide receiver of the LA Rams. Pick, trade, cut. Okay, who's going first here? Who's going first? You want to go first this time, Isaiah? I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, gonna... this will be great because Isaiah will say it, but Jacob, you're not going to be able to hear it, and then you're going to say it, and, and you're going to give yours, and we're going to see this time if Isaiah just has to swallow his words and he can't just fib about it. Okay. Okay. Keep wood. Right. Trade Thielen. Drop more. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Jacob. He said his real quick. We got it. We got it on record. Keep trade cut. Keep trade cut. What was the first name? What was the first? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. All right. I think I'm going to trade Adam Thielen. What's the second name? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yep. Second name, DJ Moore. All right. I'm going to trade him. Okay. Trade him. Wait, wait. So, wait, wait, wait. You have to cut Cut one. Cut the first one. Cut the first one. Trade the second one. Okay. What was the third one? And then he's also got. Robert Woods. And then Robert Woods was the third one. I'll keep Robert Woods. Keep Robert Woods. What was it? What was yours again, Isaiah? Uh, we did. We had the same keep, but we flipped Adam Thielen. I was going to trade him because I think he has a higher name, a, a better quarterback. All right. Keep, you had the same keep. You had the same keep, but you tr- you flipped on the trade and cut. <laughs> Man, I think, I think so Thielen has better time. value. I mean, I've, I'm feeling like that's a pretty fu- – that's really not honestly that that negligible. I'm thinking that's pretty damn close. And spe- especially, I trade for second round. That's what I do. Trade for second <laughs> round. Okay. I see. Okay. All right. All right. This is interesting. It's, this is an interesting game just seeing it's the It's crazy two. because like with Thielen, it's it's old and busted veteran who's shown you he's Anything done it. Anything like so less hot. or more or, you know, less than the second round, no way. And <laughs> I mean, it, Isaiah's saying uh, Thielen's, Thielen's being impressive because he's not showing that he's busted. Is that what you said, Isaiah? No. Uh, so the thing about Adam Thielen is he's uh, he's the wide receiver two now behind Justin Jefferson. Okay. So Thielen's the wide receiver two be- behind Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And with See, that, Justin that's Jefferson, kind of a down. You keep that motherfucker right there. That motherfucker. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's a number one on. pick. Oh yeah. shit! Okay, all right. I but DJ sure Moore, on the other hand, pick. he's got a lesser power offense. Yeah, I wish freaking Lions would freaking get him, or something would happen that we drastically pick him up. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, our best receiver right now is fucking Tyrell Williams or Quintus Cephas. I don't fucking know. 
<laughs> it's a hard knocks life. <laughs> you got a running game, right? Yeah, Isaiah said you have a running game, right? <laughs> yeah, now we do because we got Penny Sewell and shit. Now we got Penny a hard Sewell running game, but no fucking passing game. Like, what the fuck? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does he have any call-outs that he wants to make? Anybody but I think our forward? wide receivers will make it through, and I think we will go 8-9. Okay. Okay, absolutely. That You got it on the record now with Sports with Dorks. And remember, we're sending you a mug. We're sending you a poster. Do you have any shout-outs that you would like to make on the on the show? Yes, sir. I love my mama. Woo! Jacob, appreciate you calling in. Hopefully next time we can get the technical things uh, filtered out. Or we'll just have all the boys in on a Zoom chat. That will be even better, honestly. Dude, that would be mm-hmm. so fucking lit. That that way oh, I can keep the man. soundboard. We can all see each other's beautiful faces. It'll be just that much better. So, dude, there will be virtual fist fighting going on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm ready for Forrest to be right there and to just drop the Cowboys drop. I'm ready for it. It is what it is, man. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. I'm so hyped for this season, dude. All oh right. my god. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you for it. calling, Jacob. I love you, buddy. Yeah, Tell dude, talk to you later. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You too, buddy. Take Would it you, easy. Boy? All right. Well, there was some there was some technical issues, you know. We, I was having to play translator, which may be a little awkward in the podcast medium because it is what it is. I think I think we did it pretty well. We did it pretty well. And I think when it comes down to it, we figured out that the way to go is we're going to have just multiple people in the Zoom. We, I, I don't know what it was. Um, It must have been – it must be something with the USB mix minus or something. I can't – I can't do it – in the middle of recording anyways so it is what it is no we can figure it out like there, there's ways i got an idea of way we can figure it out but we can do this after yeah this is all stuff we can talk about after i'm really thinking it's going to be just having everybody in on a zoom chat and they don't have to stay in the whole time they can just come in and and, and leave or whatever you know they can mm-hmm. stay in and be part of the chat whatever the fuck they want to do you know it is what it is so on to some mma shit real quick fuck yes before we do that let's go right here to this video you wanted me to pull up. So MMA related. Can you see this right now? Yes. Chris Weidman. I mean, look at this. This is from three days ago. I mean, this man is a... Oh, Jesus Christ. That was so loud. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for anybody that's listening in a fucking car or whatever. No no audio. But what we're seeing right here is Chris Weidman doing some light sparring. I mean, you know... I mean, the, he just threw a fucking kick, so it is what it is. No big deal. He has a floating bone in his shin. Yeah, we're going to get to that, but just to see him moving like this, especially of all mm-hmm. things, like, you know, he's obviously not, for anybody that's just listening to the audio, he's obviously not, like, going balls to the wall uh, hard where he's just, like, you know, fucking ripping body shots, and but he's moving. He's moving. Mm-hmm. He's throwing shots. He's doing more than what you, I guarantee, would be doing three months Post this after this type of injury. Exactly. The man has the heart of a champion. Let's look at some of these pictures. Uh, my, my man still got b- his bones floating. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a video of that. Let's get, let's see if there's some pictures. There it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. He's got some bone fragments floating <gasps> around in his leg. It is what it is. And he's doing some light sparring. 
So no, that's the type of cleanup surgery that might need repaired if that doesn't become attached. So if we're going to talk about cleanup surgery real quick, let's stop this. And then I had another thing ready and pulled up um, right here. So let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. And let me go right here. Can you see that? Yep. So that's all the shit they pulled out of Jacare's elbow. Huh. Or his elbows, maybe. Or it may have been one. So when we're talking cleanup, it's not just some light shit. Like, there can be a lot of fucking shit floating around in your arms or Ooh. legs or knees or wherever. Anywhere shit could chip up and get fucking injured. So uh, cleanup injuries are more than just, you know, just cosmetic kind of like, oh, taking care of myself. They could be very well pretty necessary, too. So something to just consider. Um, all right. God, it looks like teeth and fat. Oh, my God. I know. It's pretty disturbing, huh? So. God damn. UFC 263 and no I did not watch the ultimate fighter la- or oh no that was yeah I didn't that- watch it either dude I fucking suck Fuck, dude God damn, it. damn it bro okay we'll do a recap on two ultimate fighter episodes next week damn it fuck yes, shit it is what it is you know um pretty pretty busy in fact i didn't watch mm, any of the prelims well i'm not going to be i'm going to be honest once you told me that shit about where they put the best fighter against the worst fighter it's like well that's gay. Yeah, I mean, it almost makes you want to miss the first couple episodes of the season because you're like, mm, who gives a fuck? Kind of more I interested. I was literally watching um, uh, Ink Master and that type of shit happened. And it's like, what is even going on? And I literally, I've, I've stopped watching that show for that reason. Absolutely. It, it is kind of one of the, it was, um, I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit because I love the Ultimate Fighter and I hope that they have a successful comeback, especially being on ESPN now. But it was an underwhelming way to have a comeback episode. You know, I just wish it could have been more dynamite, but it was what it was, you know, and I wish they didn't hype it so much for it to be that de hype. I'm going to have to go watch the episode because who knows, maybe the second one was fantastic and I just missed it. And then there's a third one tonight. So I'm going to watch two tonight, probably actually probably with the fam. Cause I, I know I could get Tina's parents into that. Cause they'll watch anything. That's like a reality show. So, um, but besides that, UFC 263. Um, did I miss every prelim fight? Yes. Besides one. And no, it wasn't the Brad. Uh, and no, it wasn't the Brad Riddell fucking Drew Dober fight, which I heard was dynamite, which I'm sure I'd give my just bleed fight of the night. And I don't have my fucking soundboard thing hooked up yet still. But doesn't matter because I didn't see that fight. I'm sure it's great. Shout out to Brad Riddell, you know, calling out his homie, the same homie that um, Israel Adesanya called out that had passed away. Uh, due to some fucked up circumstances there's my cord and um and it's it's crazy that those guys were going through such an emotional thing and still were able to come through and uh with shining colors but uh brad riddell he's gonna he's gonna be shooting up because he's a he's a dynamite fighter and same thing with drew dober they're both electrifying uh but brad riddell he's got that style that kickboxing style and that that exciting kickboxing style where he's not just always in and out, but he's like really willing to give damage and take damage. Um, that's fun. That's exciting to watch. Is it conducive to getting to the top five, getting that title? We'll see as it goes <laughs> on um, at, at, at lightweight of all weight classes, maybe the most killer weight class in the entire UFC division. So that's something to watch out for. However, the other prelim fight I did see was the seven second knockout. Let me pull it up real quick. I forget this guy's name. <clears throat> this guy has a crazy story, too. Um, I had found out. 
Terrence McKenney, this guy, he got a seven-second knockout. I think he's tied with like the fourth fax- fastest knockout mm-hmm. in, in the UFC. I think Dwayne Ludwig, his knockout, which was the fastest for a long-ass time, was seven seconds. Um, So this guy, though, this uh, – what's his name? Stud Muffin. Terrence McKinney, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, and how? Yeah, can- he came out. He came out literally and fucking put this dude to the woodworks. I, I mean, and it was then, crazy. Then like blew uh, out his knee. I know. Did he blow out his knee? My phone is acting so fucking gay right now. God damn it. Um, yes. Oh, this just in. Uh, Russell Wilson interrupts. Um, well, you figure that bullshit out because you're gay, and I got more news like a fucking stud muffin. Drop it, dude. Thank Where's- you. Friends, Russ interrupts a Pete Carroll news conference um, and says this. You know, he wouldn't have been out here. He'd be rehabbing big injuries. What if you notice him being healthy and having the ball off? He's stronger. He's quicker. Um, he's, you know, the difference between that is just night and day. The, the, the years past, where he was just barely getting back, just barely getting to the camp, ready for the camp mode. He is in full swing right this now. This is Pete Carroll. I know he's really, he's really upbeat, really excited about that. He feels so much better than he did in the last couple of years. Really, he's been in rehab for over two years. Here comes Russell. Just letting everybody know we're still friends, you know. Hey, 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 hey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa, <laughs> that's funny. Hey, There's a little piece of these to all those people just like, oh, the controversy between Seattle and or Russ. It's, 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 it was off-season overhype, and people need to get that through their head. Russ is staying in Seattle. I'm sorry, Justin. I'm sorry, Nagy. You got a red rocket and not the rocket. Hey, it is what it anyway, is. Anyway, you were man. saying. Um, so uh what I was saying was Terrence McKinney. Um, bad motherfucker, f- tied with the fourth fourth fastest knockout in the UFC. He goes up. Jumps off the fence, doesn't do anything crazy. He just like lifts his body up and just mm-hmm. jumps back and looks like I I mean, so how about this? Let's look it up right now, live on the show, looking it up, seeing what happened to his leg. Injures knee celebrating. Uh so then he he hops off the fence, lands on his knee wrong, and he just falls to the ground. Starts grabbing his knee, he's all fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. hopping knee is just a tweak. Terrence McKinney has design, uh, designs on a UFC title someday. Okay. Um, yeah, he actually didn't do anything that bad. Didn't blow it out or nothing. He says it was just a tweak, you know, but they say that sometimes and we'll mm-hmm. see. I think that's he- what NFL players do. Like literally, this is just, this is Keenan Allen all over again. Play me. You're gonna be upset if you don't star me. Mm, mm, absolutely. So maybe if Terrence- you want to talk about the fight before him, though, uh, was there? A- I know you didn't watch it, but Chase Hooper versus Steven Peterson, oh, a yeah, one year old versus a 31 year old, and I made mi- it to decision. I miss as that. much as Chase obviously showed much, much, much in uh, uh, just like he didn't have that professionalism, he wasn't aware of what was going on and all that type of shit around him. That's been like, that's it, been Chase's Chase's problem this whole time, and I've been kind of an advocate. Being a he doesn't lose his head; he just takes blows. Yeah, being a Chase Hooper fan, I'm an advocate that he got into the UFC too early. His striking is not good enough. He's always consistently been a been a punching bag, and that's not good, especially if you're a young guy who's has dreams and aspirations of going for a title one day, which. He definitely can in 
five, six years. Will he be in the <laughs> UFC five, six years from now? Ask Sage, Sage Northcutt how that goes. You know, <laughs> he went over to Asia and got his orbital fucking destroyed in one fight and he hasn't fought in like three years or whatever. Maybe fought like one time in like that time, you know, so it is what it is. You know, it, it, that, 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 that's crazy. So Chase Hooper lost then or he won? He I, lost. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like over the first three rounds, Stephen Pearson dominated him. I would say there was, it was more of pride seeing a 21 year old put that much heart and seeing the determination of this young man. Because, I mean, I'm 25. I can say that. That's he's, why there's Chase Hooper fans. A young man. It's like, dude, this is a, the determination, the grit that this kid has doing this. It's fucking awesome. But I mean, like, Outside of Chase Hooper and the McKinney fight, um, the early prelims, they weren't too interesting. I mean, they were they were fighters fighting, and that's something I always enjoy watching. I'm not trying to take away from them because they put a lot in. I mean, like Alexis Davis and Penny Tizada, uh, that was an okay fight. Uh, but, like, the, the prelims, those are pretty fucking good, as much as a lot of all of them went to decision. Yeah. They were fucking great like the drew dober brad riddell like you were saying that fight was sexy the eric anders darren stewart fight that one was pretty good uh laurel murphy and collarwood that was an okay fight yeah uh i think uh lauren murphy or or hold on fuck man i am just out of it bro i'm telling you the least prepared episode i've had sorry man i really really fucking apologize but it's okay um, my back just hurts everything's just (laughs) you really have carried this episode i appreciate it besides when i was translating you fuck how how dare your equipment not work uh so um you talk i'm getting a beer yeah, bro. Um, Lauren Murphy, you keep saying Laurel. Laurel's not a word, you fucking retard. God damn, he's off the mic right now, and I'm just going to talk shit about him. How dare you say you carry the podcast? You ain't carrying shit, motherfucker. Anyways, so, um, but no, that's that's cool. And, and Yes, it, that's my third beer. It, it did. No, it's not my third today. Tee. So um, I was just saying, how dare you it's fucking say you, you carry this fucking podcast, you bitch. It's my fifth. But, um, it's my fifth. It's it was, my fifth beer. Hey, Isaiah, how many beers have you had today? Five. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Anyways, so uh, there's it, – it seemed like Decision City. Yeah, that Drew Dober, Brad Riddell fight was pure violence, but that was another thing. A lot I- of them are pure violence. I was trying to say. A lot of them went to Decision, but I mean, I think a lot of people got a little – I don't want to say overzealous, but I feel like they they, they took that, um, that, that seven-second fight. Uh, who was that? That Terrence McKinney fight? That Terrence McKinney fight, and they were just like, okay, so maybe this will how it be, because that was the early prelims. That was like yeah. the third or fourth fight second, of the night. Second fight. Second fight of the night. And then all these other fights just go to decision, 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 decision. decision. Yeah, the Arizona crowd seemed kind of restless uh, when it got to the main Fuck card. Fuck you, Arizona. Listen to me now. You're a bunch of bitches. Jeez. I'm sorry. You literally get... Let me step on my fucking podium for like 30 seconds. Dude. You get... The fucking joyous occasion of a fucking UFC fight mm. with a huge crowd mm. for the first time in how long, Robert? Mm. Long ass time, Isaiah. Long ass time. And you have the audacity to boo like mm. you were bored. Mm. Go the fuck home. Mm. Go the fuck home like every the fuck else wishes they were there and stuck at home, can't be doing nothing, nobody. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. My man, tell him. My man, tell him. He's speaking the truth right now. Arizona, you country bumping motherfuckers. I was just down there. Your city is beautiful, but you're trash. You're hot garbage. So you're booing sad. too much. Uh, quit booing. It's the motherfucking UFC. Be happy. Be grateful. You, you pussies. I'm living in Oregon like, right now, and I'm locked down because of a dumb dude, bitch. There were, apparently was a guy who literally was so loud and announcer heard him and could single him out and he pointed to him and was like I guess it wasn't pointed but he literally called him I was like I would like to see that man come and blast one minute with one of these fighters dude just pussies you know it just fucking pisses me off because he's like I know it may maybe you don't like decisions fight that fights that go to, to decision but like booing somebody that's out there performing their fucking life you know, and putting their life on the line and, you know, just fucking doing everything to the utmost of their, of their ability while in their underwear, while on national television, you know what I mean? With the lights on them. It's like for you to boo, like, bro, go fuck yourself. That shit was pissing me off, especially during like legendary fights. Like while Damian Maya is fighting, like, how dare you boo at Damien This might Maya. be his last fight. I literally sped home. It takes 25 minutes to get from my work to where I was. It took me 10. Dude, to watch Damien Maya get booed by some fucking mm-hmm. Phoenix retards. I mean, Mr. Backpack didn't attain Backpack once, but still so threw up a fight that was worth watching. Let's opinion. go over the card real quick. Uh, Paul main Craig. Card? Yep, main card. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. I mean... One of the most disgusting arm bars I've ever seen. I was going for was Jamal Hill because Jamal Hill is a bad motherfucker. His striking is uh, we really good. We put money on Jamal Hill. Mm-hmm. I still owe charity money. It is what it is. You know, I got to <laughs> fucking cash out her money. But yeah, you can cash out me and I'll chase it her. Sounds good. Um, But I was yeah, I was high on Jamal Hill because the striking is really good and everything. Holy shit. Paul Craig is a jujitsu demon. He pulled guard and he pulled guard and started eating some shots. And I was like uh who pulls guard at fucking light heavyweight what and then he fucking just started throwing some fucking tony ferguson legs up i mean this man Mm -hmm. was going for triangles going for arm bars going for everything wrapping up jamal hill he caught an arm eventually and then he ripped it the fuck off i mean i thought it was broken it was one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen this arm just fucking twisting all over the place ref not doing shit i guess it was a local Let's remember the fact that uh, Paul Craig was holding on to his good hand while his floppy dislocated arm was just waving in the wind. Oh, my God. It was it was horrific. He had to tap with a dislocated arm. And he was just like flopping it up and down. It was horrific. It was horrific. Um, it wasn't broken. He It was just dislocated. He They popped it back in and he has full range of motion. <laughs> Crazy. So, but it was horrific. <laughs> That ref apparently is a local Phoenix ref who's just a fucking mm-hmm. scumbag ref. That's bad. So yeah. another ref, get him on the fucking blacklist. Like, Dude, the ref made him put his fucking arm up. <sighs> God damn it, bro. I don't. And then you just saw his dislocated arm flail in the wind. I like it was <sighs> a piece of fucking uh, feather. And any, anyways, uh, Damian Maya, legend Damian Maya, uh, possibly has his last fight against Balil Muhammad. Uh, shouts out to Balil Muhammad. Got it done by decision. And f- to, for anybody, he took, he took control of that entire fight. Well, and here's the thing: like he, so he obviously drilled stopping the single leg, 
And <laughs> when you fight Damian Maya, it seems like that's all you have to drill. Eddie Bravo called this out years ago. Years ago. He was like, all he does is grab a single leg on the same side every time and take you down and then get to your back and choke you out. And he did that for like seven fights in a row, bro. Like, literally. And it was one of those things where Eddie's like, everyone knows what's going to happen, but they just can't stop it. He was like an unstoppable freak. But when you're 43 years old and you're maybe not the best wrestler in the world, you're the best. 40 fights in. Exactly. I'm sorry. That was his 39th fight. Damn, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, it. Is it is it a is it Belial being a great wrestler and having good re- wrestling takedown for sure? I think, I think it's a perfect mix for sure. But also, I think it's Damian kind of losing his edge. Um, By round two, he was gassed. Yeah, Belial was landing good shots. Damian actually had some good shots. Damian Maya had some good shots too. Standing up, he just wasn't able to get any takedown whatsoever not a single one Belial was hopping on that leg like he'd been hopping on it the entire training camp which i assume he was and uh he got it done looked good fought a legend uh got him out of there and he was able to come back after a gnarly eye injury um and you know like really really uh in, in that leon edwards fight that he just had that eye poke that was like tough and so for him to come back and you know get his mojo back yeah baby yeah Belial muhammad was looking speaking good. of leon edwards going on to the next fight leon edwards versus nate diaz so lost more money uh yeah d- i didn't bet on this fight because i was like this fight had me pretty anxious rounds one through four leon was dominating for the most part <laughs> Looking really good, even in the ground exchange. Nate lost that fight. Yes. I was trying, you know, upon re rewatching and or reevaluating, it's just, you know, obvious that Leon won every minute of that fight until in fact, even through the fifth round, until the <laughs> last minute and a half. Um, but I was like, you know, when I was watching it live, I was like, did Nate win one round? Maybe he did. Maybe it would be like a uh a fucking uh, decision um fucking rico's calling me right now oh well i'll message him and let him know we're doing the cast um damn it rico. yeah damn it rico but uh so nate diaz rocks leon edward in the last like minute and a half of the fifth round and then I, rather than following it up with the hook points at him my man was pointing i mean look i love you nate diaz and it's cool i love like the swag of being like ah, i got you and shit bro get the dub if he would have got that dub, we legitimately would have wa- would have saw Nate Diaz fighting fucking Kamara Usman. Like, Colby Covington who? It's literally Kamara Usman versus Nate Diaz. Doesn't matter. But he decided to point. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was a little tired. Same thing with the Leon Edwards thing. That's what uh, Dana was mentioning was, <laughs> was Leon Edwards, you know, rocked so bad? Or was he fucking tired from putting an ass whooping on? For, you know, four and a half Fair. rounds, you know, m- more than that. And then he gets hit with a pretty good shot. But now he's really fucking tired and a little bit rocked. And that that, that could be a tough scenario. So Leon survived, looked good while he was surviving, too. He, you know, <laughs> going through some trouble and still survived the adversity, looking good. But Dana White said definitively that Colby Covington is the next guy in line, not Leon Edwards. So where does that put Leon Edwards? Who knows? In an uncomfortable position. Regardless, let's talk about the the winner, maybe. No, 
But that's a lot of weight. That's Dana White saying one more fight for Leon Edwards, which it is what it is. He had a lot of inactivity for a little bit. Figueredo versus Moreno. Wow. Figueredo. Boy, did I eat my words. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just have to say, Brandon Moreno, I, I, I said the same thing Dana White had said. I was saying I have no clue how Brandon Moreno is going to get this fight done. I was like, look, and this is this is now let me explain my kind of journey with this fight. Right. I was like leading up to the fight week. I was like, Davis and Figueroa is just too bad. He's a savage. He's so good in every facet. Moreno was I mean, was looking great in their last fight. Went to, you know, a draw. Um, But. It was off after short notice. You know, Figueroa is not really the kind of short notice type of guy. It is what it is. I think Figueroa is going to really show that he's the champ. And not only was I wrong, but I was wrong in spectacular fashion. Um, And I can say that. I lost more money on this fight. Yeah, but this is one of those fights, and you even admitted it, where it's like, I'm okay with losing a little bit of money on this fight. Because Brandon Moreno... And I'm okay with being wrong about this because the story was so inspiring. It was so uplifting to see Brandon. Mexico Moreno. has their first champion. Dude, he got a hero's welcoming coming off of that fucking airplane. Of course, as he should. As he should. This man deserves respect. He deserves respect. Ask me, ask me um, do I think the uh, anybody in the country of Mexico was watching the fight following that? Oh. No, they were face deep in tequila shots in uh, and fucking mezcal shots. Like <laughs> so many gritos going around. Pow, pow, pow. Arriba, arriba, arriba. Just, just nutso, dude. Going crazy, going crazy. And so, uh, you know, this is big for the UFC. They got something big on their hands. Who knows what the next fight for Moreno is? Uh, I have to say though, uh, sorry, going back to my journey with this fight, um. Seeing Figueroa weigh in with 40 seconds remaining in you making brought that, weight. You brought that up. Um, I brought that up on fight night. And that was the reason why I couldn't put any money down. And I was getting pretty uh, nervous for Figueroa because seeing him at the weigh-ins, seeing him just at the press conference and everything, he seemed off. He had his sunglasses on. He wasn't making eye contact with Moreno. It the man was having a tough weight cut and it might be time for him to consider 135 or maybe it's not like the man looks do you unhealthy. think he'd do good there i mean who's the current champion of that uh it's Algermain, but it could be piotr jan because piotr just lost because of disqualification so both those guys he'd be going be... up from flyweight to light heavyweight right it would be tough because he goes from being one of the bigger more devastating guys at flyweight to just an average, if not a little below average, bantamweight guy. So I understand why he wouldn't want to do that. Because that UFC gold tastes good. And he's had a taste. And he has an argument, to some extent, um, on a trilogy. And we'll see how that goes. You know, uh, you know, there's always Benavidez. Do they give him another chance? I don't know. That's asking a lot. There was a guy that uh, Moreno went to a draw with before also. Uh, So we'll see. Moreno has a lot of options. uh, But the man was cut from the UFC in 2018. 
uh, and in three years later is now the champion. He's a very, he's like Charles Oliveira, but to the nth degree where I was like, I could have never imagined this man being champion. So I think <laughs> any of his options are looking like good, good ones. I got to say Brandon Moreno for where he was at in his career to where he is now. The man gets the what a comeback moment possibly of the year. I'll say it right now could potentially be the what a comeback moment of the year. Deservedly so, dude. Like honestly, I, I had to hold back tears because uh, we oh, were at a party. I was crying so like deserved. a bitch. I was crying like, and I was crying like a bitch. <laughs> crying like a bitch. <laughs> and I was watching the U- UFC, and Brandon Moreno won, and I was crying like a bitch. Yeah, so I was crying like a bitch, dude. I couldn't even hold it back. When the emotion that he outpoured, it was contagious, bro. I fucking couldn't hold it back. Uh, I was a proud Mexican, you know, proud person of Mexican heritage that day. So it was great. Uh, Take a tequila shot for Brandon Moreno onto the main event. Uh, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. So... Uh, what do you have you did you hear the news about how he got away with a random I mean I don't want to say got away with because obviously one of them looked very accidental but he got away with an eye poke did you see that eye poke who is he yeah no eye poke was good it was like a double straight eye poke but it looked pretty like his head was down kind of like pushing him back type thing it didn't look like a straight like boop it was more of like a full hand palm but apparently he got away with like an eye poke a nut kick and another one that was like kind of a one of those dirty hits that usually gets a, a stoppage for a little bit type thing. But either way, I think Izzy for sure deservedly. Who posted this win. Who posted all that stuff? Did Marvin? I can't post? remember. I wanted to sh- send it to you, but I forgot. I think it was like an ESPN article. Mm. Um, I wonder, if, it up I wonder if they're Marvin fans. Fight. Hey, you know what? It was a fucking, you know what? The lights in there, they got in Marvin's eyes and for five, for 25 minutes. And <coughs> he was the better man that night, but. <clears throat> it was a lighting issue. Yeah, so um look, my concern going into the fight was you know, where's Izzy's head at? And I didn't even know about his dad training partner. Uh which is even worse, but I was wondering where's Izzy's head at? Uh after losing to Yawn. Uh, no worries. After losing to Yawn and uh mm-hmm. from like a grappling heavy standpoint especially and then marvin vittori this guy that's been fucking annoying him for years since they went to split decision um the crackhead. yeah the crackhead crackhead energy boy um bugging the fuck out of him but also being a guy that's really been working on his wrestling it was looking like one of those things where it was a variable to me but i i can say this confidently that when they walked in the cage and when they started fighting for about a minute i could tell that there's a difference dramatically between a big strong grappler at 185 compared to someone like jan blakovich the champion at 205 who probably walks into the cage at 230 plus on fight night when he fights at 205 Whereas Izzy, I don't think, was weighing more than 205 pounds the night of fighting. So it was just like one of those things where. Oh, Izzy called out Robert Whitaker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're. I mean, yeah, let's get to that uh, real quick. Uh, Izzy just dominated Marvin. It didn't even look like a fight. His takedown defense is looking great. And 
I mean, obviously, honestly, I think everybody saw this fight as being just kind of the placeholder fight because Izzy wants to stay active for the real fight, and that's against Robert Whitaker. Izzy says he wants to fight in October. I don't know how viable that timeline is. It seems a little quick. I mean, I like quick turnarounds, but we'll, let's see if the UFC can get it done and Robert Whitaker can get it done with their timelines. Uh, that's the fight that makes sense. That's the fight that should have been happening this weekend, um, but Robert wasn't. Robert Whitaker wasn't ready, and it is what it is. I'm not blaming Robert Whitaker at all. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, after seeing this fight and seeing Izzy just completely outclass somebody, I think it's interesting to see or to think of an idea of somebody, you know, at 185 that can be competitive with Izzy. And the first fight maybe didn't look that way against Robert, uh, with Izzy against Robert. But, uh, I think, um, Robert Whitaker was in the weirdest position he's been in, in his entire, uh, athletic career. I think he was dealing with a lot of injuries, a lot of personal things and Izzy capitalized, you know, and he was able to get it done. But at the same time, uh okay or i mean do you want do you want me to watch the video if you want to i literally just found it apparently it was a youtube clip that i found ah fuck it dude we're definitely not only will we get demonetized i think if we put ufc clips up there i think we'll just i, I mean i don't know if you could like quick like because it's it's slow-mo and it's literally like you could quick speed click 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 see it's literally a nut shot i poke and i can't remember what the third one is all right how about the uh it's literally if you want to. I mean, it wouldn't upset. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's just. Yeah, I'm already looking at the first picture. I'm like, it's while they're getting up after grappling. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. as much as people are pointing at him and be like, oh, it's dirty. He it's literally while they're standing up from a grappling situations. Like, and Marvin's using his crackhead energy to come at him, and it's like yeah. it also has like conspiracy music where it's like, and that's then what I'm trying to say. the all-seeing eye comes out movie. from the background of the cage, and you can tell you saw it. that Israel Adesanya's Illuminati ties told him to park poke marvin's eyes at that time um for sure no but uh it was um no it wasn't even a competitive fight and i think robert whitaker with how he's been looking the mindset he has um october would be fun and i think it would be a fucking really competitive fight after seeing izzy though right now uh i had some doubts in izzy no longer do i have those doubts they've been silenced uh, just because, you know, just because I've seen them fight before my, my obvious instinct is saying that Izzy, I think would get it done in a, in a, in a, you know, sequel. But if not, Robert gets it done and we got a fucking trilogy fight already made. So it's, it's a win-win situation in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. It'll sell seat. I mean, fuck, I want to see that. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So let's go on to this weekend's card. And you know what? This is going to be really fun right here, bucko, because this is my first time seeing the card also. Because like I said, Make I've been picks. so fucking busy. So I'm going at this raw, baby. Oh, baby. I like it. Uh, UFC Vegas 29. Yes, sir. June 19th. UFC Vegas 29, I think, uh, at the UFC Apex. Uh the Korean the zombie Korean zombie Dan Ige. That's the main event. But let's go. Let, you know, I, I do it a little differently than the other sports shows. I go from the bottom up. I like to fucking finish off with the main event, not talk about That's the main event like, first. I, like 
I personally like it that way too. I think it should be that way. But I always notice these other shows that talk about the main event first and foremost. It's like, nah, bro, you got to keep the people fucking going along because that's the that's the grand finale. So I'm looking at this card right now. Uh, I know you're not looking at it, or you know what? Let's screen I'm trying share. to find it. How do I no, Google no. it? You Let's screen card. share. There you go, Bucko. Boom, that worked. I'm screen sharing. Can you see Google it? Shit. Yeah. All right. So don't know him. Uh, this lady. Oh ha- no! This lady That's has is six and zero. Oh, Cassie O'Neill. She's gonna win. Okay. Uh, put all your money on her. Your entire house mortgage. Okay. Uh, Joe Quam Silva R- versus Rick Glenn. Hmm. I like Rick Glenn's record. He's a salty vet. Going with Rick Glenn. Okay. Never heard of him. Uh, Josh Pare- Parisian versus uh Rogue Martinez. Boy, uh, heard of those guys definitely before. Heavyweights, love heavyweights. Mm, going with, going with Josh Parisian for no reason at all. Okay, uh, no, I'm going with Rogue Martinez because the Mexicans are going fucking crazy. Yes, I second guess myself. So if you're smart, you would go with the first guy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> next fight, Callan Williams. Is this guy? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nope. I thought I thought this guy was K. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know why I said his nickname is the Ox Fighter. I thought it was Chaos. This guy, I knew I had recognized that name, Callan Williams. Okay, this guy is fucking scary, bro. And his last fight, he knocked some guy out so fucking bad, dude. He he hit him with just like a fucking regular hook or maybe even a straight punch. I think it was a straight, but dude. He lifted him off the ground with this punch. And this man did not get up off the canvas for like five minutes. That's like, that's bad. That's fucking bad. <coughs> Anytime. Matthew Selmsenberg? Selzenberg, Sel- Selmsenberg. I mean, I think they're just feeding Callan Williams somebody to just fucking demolish. But we'll see. I don't know. I've never seen Matthew s uh so uh hopefully he is successful in his fight and he proves me wrong how about that so i don't think so anyways um this sweet lady uh, and i'm going to the next fight and (laughs) never heard of them so gotta say out of the entire prelims um i've heard of one person so you mean you, know. you don't know Nikolai Nikomernova? Nikolai uh, Nikomernova. Nick, I'm a I'm a little worried with trying to pronounce his last name. I think I get a little. I think I might get in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Nikolai <laughs> Amirov. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nikolai Nigeria. Is gonna be fighting mm-hmm. uh, uh, Alexa Kimmer, and that oh, it's oh. actually Nikolai um, African American. Um, thank you, thank you. It's it's Nikolai uh, Black Excellence. Uh, <laughs> Nikolai N word deduction. Uh, uh, Nikolai uh, love that chicken from Popeyes. Anyways, so Nikolai uh, shake and bake, shake and bake. Uh, so no one's. Yeah. Anyways, don't want to talk about that uh, prelim, those prelims anymore. Okay, Diego Lima versus Matt Brown. Silva doesn't have a picture. You know, it is what it is. Sometimes you don't have pictures. Uh, you know, uh, really say, really saying something. Uh, 
boy, you know, really looking at this card fresh on the cast was an interesting way to do it. Uh, I, I, you know, I love the USC. I'm a supporter. Uh, this is tough, guys. You know, you're really not giving me a lot to work with. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, Matt Brown, dude. Matt Brown is a fan favorite. You know, uh, as you can see from his record, 24 and uh, 18. He's Have a fan favorite, but oh yeah, no, I love Matt Brown. He's one of the best. He's super violent. He's the immortal dude. This guy. What about Lima? Um, Diego Lima, good fighter, really good. Um, his brother was the champion over in Bellator for a long time. Just lost, I think, this last weekend. So yeah, I'm yeah, it's a good fight, fan friendly fight, but uh, nobody's gonna be getting any title shots from that fight. It's just a fun fight <laughs> for the fans. Uh, well, Wellington Truman versus Bruno Silva, who is just getting purely disrespected. Doesn't even have a picture on Google, guys. I mean, this this man better get a knockout by spectacular fashion, and then tell Google to get their shit together. How about that? I mean, he's not a he's not an ugly guy. Like, click on his name. Click on his name. You see him in the right. Oh yeah. Yep, there he is. On, right oh, what a cutie pie. Wow, what a cutie patina. Give him the appreciation he deserves. Wow. Batman will be fighting Wellington Truman. Wow. And what it's a funny f- because what a fight it is. Isaiah, take it away. 16-4 versus 19-6. I put my money on pretty boy Bruno Silva. Is that nah, they both have a good jawline, honestly. You know, I usually go by jawline when it comes by people I have no fucking idea. Wellington so Truman a good jawline is a nice way. looking pure white, and you know how I appreciate that. So yes. that's a uh, boy. Am I excited what? for that fight? Okay, uh, Choi Sung Woo versus Julian Arosa. Isaiah, I know you've been clamoring for this fight. Uh, I have all Choi year. Sung Woo. He's an up and comer. Um, he's obviously won. About as much as Julian Arosa has lost. So let's see how this turns out. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. He's fucking nine and three, and Julian Arosa is twenty-five and nine. So <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, experience. I got money on Chosi Wu. Yeah, Chosi. I mean, what's Choi the age? Wu. What's the age difference? And he's only and he's twenty-eight. Who knows? Maybe he was like a kickboxer or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? The world may never know, UFC. Isaiah. Because um, these don't... These, these nine and threes, that's not just UFC fights, is it? That's all fights, right? That's all fights. All fights. That's weird. From okay, all next fight, because let's get to something cool. Cheeto Vera is fighting mm-hmm. on this card. So they really just stack the last three cards, and then the rest of it is just like, let's get rookies, you know, moving. You know, get mm-hmm. get get some movement at the bottom ranks to start getting finding out who's going to be the next guy to fight, like the you know number fifteen to ten guys. Um, but regardless, we got Marlo uh, Marlon Cheeto Vera fighting Davy Grant. This is a great fight, super violent fight. Um, I mean, Marlon's been looking really good. Uh, He's young too. Yeah, he is. He lost his fight against Jose, but then he won his next fight. I'm pretty sure. Um. Yeah, I'm a sucker for that reach advantage. He's got an inch and a half. This is a this is a rematch fight. Um, I think they fought before, and I think Davy won. Uh, it was over across the pond in uh, Davy's territory, which is uh, England. He's an Englishman, but uh, Marlon was. 
I, I heard a, an interview with both of them, like in the call. And uh, mm-hmm. Davey was very nice, very friendly, like almost too much so. And Marlon uh, was nice also, but seemed like he was very fucking serious about wanting to win. So, yeah, Davey did defeat Marlon. You were correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to look at. That that will play a factor in, in Cheeto's noodle, noodle somehow um, and, and his Cheeto puff. But at the same time, I think Cheeto has, has uh, grown quite a bit. So it's an interesting fight. Really excited. Holy shit, dude. I, every time I look at Alexi Olenek's record, it just blows my mind. So we have at the co-main event, Alexi Olenek versus Sergei Sp- Spivak. Um, Excuse me? 59 this man almost has wins? 60 wins 15 Dude, that's losses more fights and one than draw most people he's 43 yes How is he fighting still i don't know he just chokes people the fuck out in weird ways and that's that's fun but he's fighting at heavyweight um and and sergey spivak is i'm pretty sure uh he's a young he's a young blood i mean we're talking a big difference we're talking 12 and 12 and 2 versus hey 60 buddy. pretty much remember and one. remember how you were blown away by there being a 21 year old fighting a, a 31 year old how 26 about, versus 43 how about 26 versus 43 uh sergey's a big boy too he actually has a shorter reach than alexi alexi has some of the longest ar- uh, arms in the division, that's uh, why he's able to do Inch such weird, cho- uh, weird chokes. But Sergey's a, a a really badass striker. I think his wrestling is pretty solid. Uh, but there's no way his grappling as a, is as good as Alexi's. So if he can put Alexi <laughs> away, that'll be pretty good for Sergey. It's gonna move him up those ranks and uh, add another Russian contender in the mix. But uh, you know, Alexi's just got that 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 uh experience nine wins yeah exactly that experience is impeccable but we'll see when when does age catch up with alexi we'll see and then absolutely and then on to the main event we got korean zombie versus uh dan 50k ege so chan sung john korean zombie is a racist name robert what do you have to say to that uh he chooses that to be the name that they put up for him but i'll call him by his birth name his jesus given name chan sung jung uh, versus Dan 50k Ige. Uh, let me look at their last fights, each one. Let me look at Chang Sung Jung's last fight. Uh, who was it against? Brian Ortega. He lost to Brian Ortega and pretty, pretty bad, I remember. I remember he got kind of beat the fuck up. Uh, before that, he was on a couple knockout wins against uh, Renato uh, Moicana and Frankie Edgar. So, Korean Zombie is looking good until his last fight. Uh, Danny Gay. Dan's a- on a winning streak. He just got a fucking first round TKO in 22 seconds. He's Gavin Tucker. That's right. Yeah. D- Danny Gay. Danny Gay's a scary motherfucker. They really. 22 re- seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Gay's a problem. He lost to Calvin Cater. That's right. But he beat Barbosa and he beat uh, Mursad Bektik. Those are both great fights. You know, uh, I think Danny Gay is a fucking problem. Um, you know, especially from that 22 second knockout. That's right. I remember that pretty well now. Uh, dude, I need a gun. Dude. I need a gun click, a gun, like, like, like drop. Yeah. Because gun to your head. Who wins? Dan Ige. Really? I, yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going with Dan Ige because, uh, Chan Sung Jung's a bad motherfucker. And here's the thing. If it goes to the ground, it's game over. Chang Chang's going to fuck you. It sounds wrong for me to try to say his first name. The Korean zombie is going to strangle him easily. 
And I, I'm not trying to talk shit about Danny Ige, but I, just the Korean Zombies. You just said he's going to win, so I don't think you can really talk shit. No, I'm just saying on the ground, though, d- the Korean Zombie has a lot, but <coughs> I don't think it's going to get there. I think they're going to keep it striking for long enough for Dan to put him away. And I think Dan has what it takes. And if he does that, he's right there again at that featherweight contender spot. So that's a very interesting division to look at. Pretty excited for that, buddy. All right. That's it. I fucking did it in the most unprepared way I've ever had. It's 930. It's time for Betty Bye, buddy. So is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, No. Um, Like, subscribe. Uh, follow us on the YouTubes, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Deezer, on all that type what, of gay shit. What do they follow, Isaiah? What would they follow? They would follow at Glob Topics. That's G L O B T O P I C. Glob Topics is not a real word. Follow us or you're Adam Gase. Let's do a quick, like, burn, burn, burn drop because <clears throat> Adam Gase still doesn't have a job. Still when doesn't have a job, folks. If he get hired, he gets brought up onto possibly getting a job for the Seahawks, which has already been signed. So that's not happening. Oops, sorry, Gase. Sorry, Gase. Now you're in the show, immortalized for being so fucking Gase. Yeah, but like, subscribe, follow us at Glob Topics on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're also on the Facebooks, as much as the Robert guy hates the Facebooks. It's we are gay. everywhere that you want to find us if you're watching us on something you don't really enjoy, like YouTube, as much as you should be, because you get our faces that are pretty. Um, you should follow us and listen to us wherever you like. Um, we do our best job to make sure you don't crash your car when listening to us while driving your car. So we're the best. Yep. We try our best. That's right. All, all those <clears throat> platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Deeznuts, Glob Topics on all of them. Make sure you hit me up on any of those DMs on any of those social medias at Glob Topics. Or you can hit me up, GlobTopics at gmail.com. One more time, GlobTopics at gmail.com. All of those. Tell us we're gay. Isaiah already let you know, like, subscribe, comment, share, fucking be gay, be cool as fuck. That's it. That's Sports with Dorks, the number one fucking impromptu sports podcast in the world. Woo! Another one in the bag, bitches. Another one in the bag. I don't know what this guy's thinking, but I'm thinking another mock draft. Maybe mock draft next week, and boy, I will be prepared. Smells like smells like mock draft. Be ready, bitch! It's coming at you. That was Sports with Dorks, sponsored by Jacob Gillette. Thank you, Jacob, for helping out. Thank you.